Welcome to the Mighty Dragon and I'm back with author Avi Turner on our TV and movie catch-up. Hello, how are you? From a very sunny conservatory. Yes, sunshine. You've got it before we have. Can you send some to the Cotswolds, please? I, I will. How are you today on one of our progression days, I call it, out of lockdown? Yes. <laughs> progression, to norma progression to normality. No, I had a notification on my mobile to say things had changed. I got so excited and nearly dropped my phone. I was like, <laughs> you can meet people in gardens now. Yeah. <laughs> meet people in gardens and just like, look, we've got another two weeks until we can get haircuts and things like that. And that's what I'm really looking forward to. So, yes. yes. Who would ever have thought that going to the hairdressers was going to be so exciting? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So have you got a TV series or a film for me today? I have got a uh, TV series uh, for you today. I have got ITV ones. There's so many ITVs now, aren't there? Yes. It's the main ITV. Uh, so we've got uh, McDonald and Dodds. Which I'm going to be reviewing today. Okay. And I have, in fact, just found out because they did two two hour episodes back at the beginning of March. And then, so you settle down on a Sunday night for your, for your, your, you know, your McDonald's and Dobbs fix, and it's not on. Ah. Like, what? <laughs> Apparently, they have recorded a third episode, um, and but there's a bit of a delay of, with it going out. Now, whether that's COVID-related or uh, they've had to reshoot some scenes or whatever, I don't know. But it, it appears that um, a third episode is uh, on its way. Okay. So fans of McDonald and Dodds on a Sunday night, when you've got your drink and your snacks, it's coming back for one more. Right. So we've had um, two uh, two-hour episodes, and so the first episode was the man who wasn't there. Um, now this this series is is set in in Bath or Bath Bath or Bath Bath. Bath. <laughs> Not even Bath. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and, uh, uh, the, uh, it has a very, very strong cast. It's got uh, Jason Watkins, my fave. Um, you love Jason Watkins. I do love Jason Watkins. He's just the best. He's such a good actor, isn't he? He really is. And, and the great thing about him is that he can do... Uh, really good straight stuff, but he's just brilliant in yeah. in comedy. Absolutely. Yes. And for an actor to be able to do that, you know, that transition from from straight acting to being a really damn good comic actor. Yeah, yeah. That that a lot of talent that does. Um, and so it is slightly. This series is slightly. Um, Tongue in cheek, if you like, um, but uh, it's uh, so it's a little bit Miss Marpley, but more up to date, more modern day. 
so yeah so we've got the the great jason watkins and uh, who uh, plays ds dodds and then we've got uh, a very good actress called tala and i hope i'm pronouncing her surname correctly uh gouvier right. uh, tala gouvier um and she plays dci lauren mcdonald and then uh you've got james murray who plays the superintendent uh He's uh, he's he's very good in it, um, but the 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 great dynamic in in this uh, partnership is that um, DCI McDonald is a very uh, ambitious uh, sort of go you know go get them type of uh, police officer, but then um, DS Dodds is quite. Um, quite quiet and yeah. uh, very quite studious and they are very very different people but they just gel together so well and so the first episode was the man who wasn't there uh, which was was pretty good um it got some big names and it. it got people like rob bryden patsy kensett martin kemp as well and I particularly liked it because it revolved around uh, hot air balloon rides. Okay. Which I used to crew many years really? ago. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, you got the hot air balloon fix in there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was, it, that was really good fun. I enjoyed that. So that, that, yeah, that was, that was a good, a good episode. But then the second episode was something else. It just went up a massive notch, up a level. Okay. And right from the opening credits were incredible. I was just like, whoa, are are we watching McDonald's and Dots here? I've got a film starting. It was absolutely amazing. And so the second episode is called We Need to Talk About Doreen. And this was about a hen party, if you like, uh, that had come down from Scotland to Bath. And uh, there's always a murder to solve, you know. And the, the one of the main characters in it who's that they're investigating, who plays Doreen, is uh, an actress called Sharon Rooney. Um, and she was excellent at playing uh, a little bit of a psychopath. Right. But, Really, really good. She was excellent, yeah. So it's... But what I I particularly loved was the opening scene is... Uh, so DCI McDonald is coming in in a helicopter and DS Dodds meets her on, on the, the green. So she gets out of the helicopter and he's shouting like this, you know, oh, uh, uh uh, Mom, we need to investigate, blah, blah. And the, the helicopter's gone, and she just turns to him and she goes, Helicopter's gone. And he, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> just starts talking normally. It was a classic, like, or oh. shouting, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's just little, little, little bits like that that are just you know, just so funny and so clever. You know, the script is really, really clever. And then you've got two brilliant actors there who will, you know, just make the absolute best of it. But yeah, the second episode just went up a notch 
for me, really, really brilliantly acted and produced and directed and everything. Oh, wow. It's good. It's good. Feel good Sunday night telly. And I just wish it was sort of on every Sunday night because, you know, it's right up there with other great Sunday night series, you know, in the past that we've had, like, you know, I don't know, Last of the Summer Wine back in the day and, yeah. you know, that, that, you know, that sort that of feel. Yeah. Sunday night TV feel, you know. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it's already got its, its hashtags on Twitter now. There's a hashtag chips in butter because <laughs> DS likes chips in butter. Oh my God. Yeah. But, uh, so uh, DCI McDonald tries to get him into margarine because she thinks it's better for her, but he doesn't like that. He likes chips and butter. Bride <laughs> yeah. was hilarious in the first episode because he he turned up in this little smart car, and and you know not dissing anybody who drives a smart car, but I just, he he was a very similar sort of boffin character. It was quite similar to DS Dodds. And, you know, you just see them both in this little smart car and you just think, why did I know he was going to just turn up? And <laughs> you know. Would Rob Brydon be the standout actor for you in this, outside of Jason Watkins? In the first episode, I think he was. Yeah, He played um, like an investigator, accident investigator. Right. You know, Rob Brydon, I mean, he's just brilliant, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. He's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, him and him and Jason Watkins just, you know, they, they bounced off each other so well. <laughs> he really stood out for me in that episode. In the second episode, I think that apart from Jason, I think uh, Sharon Rooney really stood out for me. She was excellent. So it's, uh, I think the production company is Mammoth Screen. And the producer is Sarah Lewis. It turns out that Tala, who plays DCI Lauren McDonald, is under the Nottingham girl. Really? Yeah. Oh, superb. A different part of Nottingham to me, but yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, that sounds I do I really like Jason Watkins as well. I'm I'm gonna check that out for sure. And Rob Brydon, I like those. So yeah, absolutely. That sounds good. I have Escape from Pretoria on Amazon Prime. It is literally one of the best films I've seen in a long time as to phone down, like don't blink, don't even look away. I, d I don't want to not miss one moment of this film um, feeling that I haven't felt in such a long time. <laughs> um, it stars Daniel Radcliffe, as we all know who he is, a rather famous person here in the UK and everywhere else. I would assume he plays the main character called Tim Jenkin. And Tim Jenkin has two accomplices in this film. We've got Daniel Webber, um, who is uh, Stephen Lee and Mark Leonard Winter, who's Leonard Fontaine. And it's a real life prison escape by three political prisoners in South Africa in 1979. And these guys were white and they were fighting against the apartheid. They, they were on the on Nelson Mandela's side. They were white. And literally, it is just an incredible story. And it's at the film of the book. The book was written by Tim Jenkin. And it's the film portrayal of that. And 
the story itself is how they break out of prison. And Jenkin, he, he's just a complete genius in how he crafts his tools to escape. And it's everything that you can think of a South African prison would be, how harsh it would be and cruel. And it's just portrayed so well. And I, I've always, always, always loved prison break films. Always. Yeah. I just think they're great. And it's it's the it's people out outwitting the impossible, isn't it? It's yeah. breaking free of confinement. It means so much more, doesn't it? Um, in story terms. On a level, is is it the same class as uh, Papillon and Escape from Alpha? Yeah, for me it is, for sure. I would say just, it, it, it's, it really brings home, it, you've got the excitement of the prison break and just the astonishment as just how clever this man was and how they all were and how they all worked together to get out of it and trick the guards and everything. And it just was... Honestly, this man must be a complete and utter genius for what he did. And I don't want to ruin that, how they, what they did to get out. I don't want to ruin that because when you see it, I want you to message me and just say, oh, MG, you know, I just can't believe it. Um, it's yeah, above, it. <laughs> yeah, you would love it. Above most, it's the, a real glimpse at the horrors of apartheid. And it, it, oddly enough, it was uh, filmed in Australia, not South Africa, um, and but it really, really is incredible. You can see, uh, I looked into a bit of Tim Jen Jenkins' background after, and you can see his evolution as a political act activist. It started when he came to the UK and he experienced such bad working conditions that he became interested in sociology. And from that, he went back to South Africa, a different person. He said he had grown up a normal, complacent white South African who unthinkingly accepted the system and for 21 years never questioned it. It's just, oh, honestly. And then so then he went into all his political activism and they would set off little bombs with letters um, uh, just you know, just informing people about how the horrors of the government and all of that. And actually, he had a black girlfriend who stood by his side. And after all of this, they never saw each other again. I was just so heartbroken at that. Yeah, they never saw each other again. But she and they were an unusual couple. The two of them were an unusual couple for the time in South Africa. Um, another interesting fact Daniel Radcliffe, I thought his accent, he'd nailed that South African accent, but his mother's South African. Something, yeah, yeah something I didn't know. Yeah, he's got a South African mother. Yeah. That's one of the most difficult accents ever. Yeah, yeah. but all the actors have nailed it. All of them have nailed it. The guards were petrifying. The portrayal of the guards was spot on. They were absolutely petrifying. Uh, I've written here in my notes, diabolical racist scum <laughs> who are portrayed superbly well. And I would say that is spot on as well. But that just what there's one guard in particular who's very cruel. And it, it's just, God, really got me. You know, when the film really gets you, the, yeah. the, the characters were just so well portrayed. The story itself, it, the tension was built 
brilliantly well throughout, just really good. Um, they seem to be preparing for their break, jailbreak. As soon as they get in there, they're like, we've got to get out of here. And there's like, good luck with that, mate. And, you know, but they really did manoeuvre themselves super quick once they got in there. Um, the film, another little fact was the film was shot during the 40th anniversary year of the actual escape, which I thought was a wonderful tribute to the bravery of these men, not only for fighting the apartheid in South Africa, being white and fighting it, um, just a, a wonderful tribute to everything that went on there. You know, I just thought, wow, you know, it's a real documentary of someone's life of just living to their moral standards and ethics, you know. Um, I, I mentioned earlier uh, to you before actually this call about um, the the uh, writer and director is a guy called Francis Anand, and I'm yeah. trying to get him here on the Mighty Dragon for an interview. I I have asked him. I'm I'm hoping he accepts my <laughs> offer, but that would be really incredible to see how he converted the book into the script yeah. um did he bring all of it over is there just much more outrageous stuff we don't even know about that they couldn't even have time to put in the film you know and I really want to read the book Tim Jenkins book he he's still alive Tim Jenkins he's uh sort of elderly now but he's he's still alive and I didn't know anything about this man nothing yeah. Amazon Amazon Prime I saw that on so that's so oh okay so it's on amazon prime yeah took me back to some of the old war films you know yeah you know, that feel of you know the great escape or something like that and I, i'd have it up there i i i rank it quite highly as you can see by my background on zoom today escape from pretoria ah there's daniel <laughs> whoops <laughs> there's daniel <laughs> yeah, is it a bit a little bit like um shawshank and that sort of I think here they follow the storyline of the escape rather than life in the prison. You do see glimpses of that, but the actual story itself is rather about the escape because they pick that up quite quickly within that story. Yeah. How are we going to get out then? And then that that's it. And there's some real, oh God, heart-stopping moments of being found, nearly being found out and all of those bits along the way. Very There's some very sloppy guards and, you just think like these guards, I mean, this is how the Nazis were, you know, and how just that same kind of mentality. It's yeah. just, that's chilling, isn't it? Yeah. It just, oh, yeah. yeah. But the acting's superb. And the guys who play the guards are really good because you really hate them. You By the end of it, you're just like, oh, absolute scum. If, if you hate them, then the actors have done their job well. Exactly right. And just something I wanted to mention about um, Daniel Radcliffe. Mm. Is that I think since he left Harry Potter, that was years ago now for him, but he's just chosen such good films from then that he's really proved his worth as an actor to me. Um, and a lot of the child stars you see kind of fizzle out because they've had enough of it, you know, yeah. and they want, you know, but he has kind of stayed and he's, done such good film since you know I you think they sometimes their career can slide and they just weren't how people associate them as say for him such a huge character as Harry Potter but he has actually done you know his career's just gone up and up and up and up you, you know it was it was Daniel Radcliffe that did Woman in Black wasn't it yes I know you love that don't you oh. 
love that. Yeah. yeah. I've seen the book. Well, sorry, I'm not, I've not seen the book. I've read the book. Uh, seen it in yeah. live and film. And every time my hair stands on end. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I have seen it on stage. I saw it on stage in, uh, in London. Okay. Saw, uh, yeah, that was really good. It's really yeah. good. It's really chilling. Sorry, isn't it? Live. Yes. Yeah. It's good though, isn't it? <laughs> came out of my head like here it was yeah. just and I think I swear it turned white yeah <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything for the next half an hour just scared the flipping bejesus out of me <laughs> <laughs> I think well, like, absolutely <laughs> but I, I'd love to have seen Daniel Radcliffe do that you know play in that play but um yeah. yeah no I just think he's had great career choices since Harry Potter he's just done so well for himself um yeah, yeah good luck to him you know I think he's great so and he just seems like a really ni- nice normal person down to earth yeah, yeah. What, his 30s now I yeah. think so he must be he must be in his 30s yeah. he must be yeah Google him yeah I'll have a goog um anyway oh thank you for our chat today and um we'll be back next month and I'm wondering if we should because it'll be oh, we've got Easter this weekend I might go for Life of Brian next time I always watch that around Easter <laughs> I love that film <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey, what if you do Life of Brian I'll do my favourite film ever. Oh, hello. Dumb and Dumber. Oh, <laughs> yeah, please do. I love that film too. Oh, <laughs> that script off by heart. Yeah. I can sit and watch it and know exactly what they're going to say next. <laughs> right, Adam. that's a deal. That's a deal. Next, next one, the April one will be Dumb and Dumber. Uh, and life of Brian. And life of Brian. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Well, I will be seeing you next time. Thank you for joining me today, Ali, and I will be seeing you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Mighty Dragon. See you soon. <laughs>